Dad, tell me a story. Two thousand nineteen, Avengers Endgame, highest grossing movie of all time, and I was thrilled out of my mind to go see this movie. I had been watching every trailer, looking at all the social media posts. I mean, I was totally nerding out about this film. I was more excited about seeing Avengers Endgame than I was about my forthcoming college graduation that was literally within weeks of the actual coming out of the movie. In the previous Avengers film, for the uninitiated, Thanos wipes out half the universe. Everybody's gone, and now the Avengers have to find a way to resurrect their friends. And what path do they decide on? Time travel. But here's the catch. Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, has a daughter now. He has a child. And so when he figures out how to travel back in time, for just a moment, you as an audience member think, oh my gosh, Tony Stark is going to have to decide between his daughter and the universe. I mean, how is he going to justify traveling back in time to undo what's been done if he has a child? He may be able to save three and a half billion people, yes, but what about his daughter? Is he going to sacrifice her? This is the immediate impression that the audience receives when the Avengers figure out how to travel back in time. But this is where the filmmakers went wrong. Now I know. Who am I? Who am I to critique the creators of a Marvel Studios film? How dare I? This is heresy. But hear me out. Because for just a moment, when Tony Stark discovers time travel and you think, oh my gosh, he's going to have to decide between his daughter and the universe. That is a gripping storyline. I mean, that is a plot worth leaning into. What choice is he going to make? What consequences are going to come because of that choice? What is he going to have to do now? This is the central conflict that initially comes up. But then the creators of Avengers Endgame conveniently decided that if you travel back in time, it doesn't actually change the future. So you can go back and fiddle and play and mess around with history and it won't affect your life at all. Tony Stark's daughter will still be there regardless of what happens when he time travels. Now, there's a lot of other things I could say about a movie as big as Avengers Endgame from a story standpoint. That there are actually a lot of elements to this story that were kind of disappointing. Like the fact that they didn't make Tony Stark faced that kind of conflict. I mean, what a gripping story that would have been to make him choose between his daughter and the universe. That there was never really anything at stake for Captain America. If he goes back in time and fails to save half the universe, his life continues. It's sad, but whatever was at stake has already happened. Everybody's already dead. And on it goes with many of the other characters. There's never really anything at stake because they already lost. And while you may not think that it was a bad movie, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was a great movie. You have to admit 
that if they had added those elements to it, if they had put something on the line for those characters, other than the obvious things like their lives, which is, which is always on the line in a Marvel superhero movie, it would have been such a fascinating story. It would have been so, so gripping to see them have to make such difficult choices. Instead, everything happens so conveniently in that movie. A mouse conveniently lets Ant-Man out of the quantum realm. I mean, how convenient, right? Uh, Tony Stark conveniently figures out that, oh, if you go back in time, it actually doesn't change the future. Well, that's convenient. The uh, Avengers in, in New York, Captain America and Iron Man, conveniently realize there's more Pym particles for them to travel back to the future in in 1976 or whatever it was in New York City. All these things conveniently happen in favor of the main characters. And whether you realize it or not, those things that conveniently happen in favor of the characters are actually bad for the story. Because one of the things that makes a story truly gripping, truly emotional, and worth engaging with is that you let the characters Face the consequences of their choices. You let the bad things happen, and you let the coincidences happen in favor of the bad guys. Coincidences actually work against the heroes in the story. That's what makes it truly emotional. You've got to let your characters face the consequences of their actions. If you do that, any story immediately becomes more engaging. Because you show them, hey, something bad happened. Or some catalyst took place to create a change in the hero's world. Which makes the audience imagine, like we did during Avengers Endgame, oh my gosh, that means the character's going to have to make a really difficult choice. That means something bad is inevitably going to happen, right? And they lean in to see what will come because of that. But if you are padding the story, especially true stories... If you're making it seem like, oh, things were never actually that bad, and you create all these convenient excuses to try and eliminate the hard things, the story becomes less engaging. It becomes less emotional. You've got to let the characters in your story face the consequences for their actions. This is one of the reasons why the recent Spider-Man movie, in my opinion, was such an enormous success. In Spider-Man No Way Home, Peter Parker is forced to face the consequences of all of his actions. He's forced to face the consequences of his identity being revealed and of botching a magical spell. And then he has to face the consequences of making the whole universe forget who he even is. All of these consequences that come because of his actions, he's forced to face. And that makes the story very relatable, very likable. But if you create convenient excuses for the character to have to not face the bad things, well, the, the audience starts to trust you a little bit less and little by little as you erode that trust people stop engaging with your stories so you have to let the consequences play out you have to show the audience what negative thing what life or death stakes have entered the picture because of the changes that have taken place in the character's world if I'm breaking this down in terms of story structure, you've got a character in a situation where something 
has changed. Something has happened to create a change in that character's world. And that change has brought about conflict, some life or death stakes, consequences that must be faced, and finally a choice that must be made in the face of that conflict. And that choice, whatever choice the character makes, will yield some kind of transformation. That's ultimately the flow of a story. Character in a situation experiences a change which yields a conflict which forces the character to make a choice which leads to some transformation. But if you remove the conflict, if you don't make them face those consequences or face those life or death stakes, the story becomes less engaging and the audience is left wondering, why should we care about this? You might hook us in the beginning and make us lean in and wonder, but if you don't include the conflict, the life or death stakes, we will be wondering throughout the entirety of your story, why should I care about this? Why should I listen to anything that you have to say? Always include life or death stakes, conflict, and consequences in your stories.